0: Welcome, oh listener mine. I'm the Colossus, and this is Loremind. Today we are going to be talking about the lore book The Black Armoury Papers. This lore book is collected by completing Forge Ignitions and is the personal journal of one of the Armory's founders. Before we get into that though, I should probably explain exactly what The Black Armoury is. Quite simply put, The Black Armoury is a weapon manufacturing commune that was responsible for designing and producing some of the most powerful weapons during the Golden Age of Humanity. The three founders of the three families originally created the Armory as a way for humanity to defend itself without having to rely on the Traveler. They didn't want to tie all hope for survival purely on this extrasolar being that we knew almost nothing about. Simply put, they didn't trust it. But I'm getting ahead of myself here. You guys are here to listen to me rant about lore, and that's exactly what I plan on doing. What I'm going to be doing here is covering the Black Armory Papers lore book over a number of episodes. How many? I'm not entirely certain, because this will be the test episode, but I plan on doing them in sequence. I won't be jumping to another subject before completing this lore book. If you haven't listened to the introduction episode, I would suggest checking it out. It's not long at all, and it gives you an idea of what this podcast is all about. Yeah, Andy hoozles. Back to the lore. One last thing I'll touch on before diving in is the current state of the Black Armory. It is curated by the mysterious Exo, Ada-1, and no one else. Yes, our Guardian helped her restore the Armoury and reclaim the four forges spread out across the solar system, but Ada-1 inherently does not trust Guardians. There's a good reason for that. Without further ramblings, I present to you the Black Armoury Papers. Entry 10 I'm a mother to a beautiful daughter. A daughter who talks to people who aren't actually there. Normal kid stuff, sure. Reminds me of my own childhood. Like when my mother would tell me ghost stories, they fascinated me. Especially the really creepy ones where ghosts would try to communicate with people. I decided I was going to be the first person to truly make contact with one. Headed to the creepiest part of my house, the basement. I was going to just sit in the dark and wait until something, anything, showed up. But my plan was cut short. Took one hell of a tumble down the basement stairs. Many bruises and a broken arm later, my mother reminded me that ghosts weren't real. That I should stick to what I could see in front of me. But sometimes you just want to believe in a thing, you know? Because what if it is real? What if this big, beautiful universe we barely know is much stranger and much more complicated than any of us realize? Shouldn't we want to look beyond what we can see with our own eyes? I mean, a gigantic ominous ball floats in the sky over other planets and terraforms them. Stranger things haven't happened. If something like The Travel exists, doesn't it stand to reason that there's more out there we don't know? So many people treat the traveler like it's not this completely alien thing that we still know nearly nothing about. Sure, we've benefited from it immensely, but so many people around the world put their blind trust in it, their faith even, to a fault. A huge one. We've let ourselves become hypnotized by the traveler into thinking we're all safe. We've let ourselves become naive about the world around us. We've let our guard down on a personal level. All in the name of achieving world peace and all, we claim because the Traveler inspired us to do so. We're comfortable. Complacent. Unprepared for the next time fate tells to wash us all away. And make no mistake, it will. My daughter's not old enough yet to comprehend the Traveler, but she is impressionable enough to become weakened by it, like the rest of society, should I let her. I will not let her. Entry 25 We are not alone with the Traveller. Something else has been detected out there. An anomaly of sorts. I'm lucky to have friends in informative places who tell me these things. They don't know what it is, but there is something. Could be another Traveller. Could just be a wonky radio wave. Or it could be something really bad. On the off chance it is something to be concerned about, shouldn't we be prepared to deal with it head-on before it arrives? But how are we supposed to do that when the means to defend ourselves are not in the people's hands anymore? Don't get me wrong, it's not like I don't understand those decisions. They make sense, but... (sighs) Having a child changes your perspective on life. I won't feel comfortable unless I am the one doing something to protect my family. I can't be the only one. No more sitting around thinking someone or something else will do it for us. I will handle it. And I won't do it alone. I know just the right people who would appreciate the opportunity to be part of something like this. Something that the powers that be would never sanction. But like I've said in the past, we don't know what else is out there in the universe, what we or our children or our children's children might have to face one day. We will be prepared. Entry 37 So this is what success looks like. We three putting a stake in the ground for what we believe in. Some may disagree with what we're doing, I don't care. We have to champion all that we hold dear, who we are, our values, our cultures, all that we believe in as human beings. This is why we founded the Black Armory. Our works, they're beautiful, all of them. Finely crafted, made from the strongest of materials, durable, accurate. It took me some time to create our first few designs, but I wanted to get them right. Make them distinct, to reflect who we are. Mothers, fathers, sons, daughters, friends, lovers. If the day comes that we need to wield these weapons against, (laughs) I don't even know what, they'll be there to remind us what we are fighting for, what we are defending, where we come from. I am so lucky to have found Helga and Yuki, my co-founders, who share these feelings so deeply. The Block Armory owes its continued success to them. I am in awe. Helga's formerly from Clovis Bray. She handles the business side of things. Yuki's our resident engineer. Handles the science and mechanics of it all. Every day I get to admire these women and everything they do right. They put so much of themselves into our work. Their soul, their heritage. And they do it all for the cause. We've become one big family. <laughs> I couldn't be happier. Entry 41. Our forge is up and running. The first of its kind. This is momentous for us. For the Black Armory. I should be thrilled. Should being the key word here. But I didn't ask to build a mobile weapon factory. I didn't come up with the idea. Helga and Yuki did. Suffice it to say, lately we haven't been agreeing on things as much as we used to. With the anomaly, they believe now more than ever that we need our work out there. Easily accessible in the moment, they said. In much greater number, they said. We're growing fast. Too fast. Which means mass production, which in turn means less control over our work. How it's distributed, who it's distributed to, etc. It means more weapons to defend ourselves, yes, but not in every single person's hands. That was not my vision. Power without control leads to chaos. It's a give and take. And nothing says less control quite like placing portable weapon printers all around the world. Hell, they're even discussing putting them on other planets. I guess I always thought this operation would stay more intimate, more hmm, focused. I know that Helga and Yuki are just looking out for the Armory's best interests. Helga's always reminding us, obnoxiously, I might add, that until the little green aliens invade, this is as much a business as a cause. So I signed off on it. Helga can keep on being the semi-cruel one around here. I'll just work harder to preserve our heart. Entry 50. Today I gave Helga a piece of my mind. She came to me with another opportunity for the armory, another chance to increase our production, but this project is really crossing a line for me. Exos. I never liked the idea of them in the first place. They're not humans. They don't have a soul. They're nothing but the experiments of humans playing God. Since when has that gone well? If one day they decide they don't like the rest of us, what recourse do we have? It'll be slaughter, Thinking about combining that technology with ours makes me sick. Helga knew how I would feel about this. She absolutely knew. And yet, she brought it to me anyway. She even brought up Titan again. They're talking about a potential evacuation. People will need protection more than ever, she said. This is the logical next step. Yuki tried to play both sides as usual. She means well. Always getting between me and Helga when things start to get ugly. She usually knows just how to calm things down and admire her for it. But not this time. This was not the purpose of the Black Armory. Entry 67 The Traveler is on the move, and they say it's coming here, to Earth. I didn't take the news of Titan's evacuation seriously enough. I should have. I should have listened to Helga and Yuki. This is bigger than just me. It's about all of us. If Project Niobe can help humanity then it's our duty to press forward with it, even if it means working closely with some unsavory types. Sometimes that's the cost of protection. It's only a matter of time now. Entry 68 They are here. They are real. I can't believe we were so right and so wrong. To think that we could stop this, to say we were naive would be an understatement. We simply didn't know. Their power. Their strength. It's insurmountable. As they draw closer, all we can do is hide and hope that the facility doors will be strong enough. It's utter chaos out there. Too many put their faith in the traveler. I don't know what sort of answers people expect from a gigantic ball in the sky. It remains silent, as always. At least I'm with her. Being with family is what matters in the end. There is no more hope. Only the screams of humanity. I'm going to take a minute to pause and talk about exactly what is happening here. The first few entries were clearly about the rise of the Black Armory and the successes they enjoyed during their height. Even though we saw that some differences started to show later on down the line, they were still a family. The last entry is much more chilling. What we are seeing is the darkness attacking Earth for the first time. We are witnessing firsthand, from a civilian's eyes, the collapse of humanity. We were very nearly wiped out in this attack, and these journal entries will continue to tell that tale. The families of the Black Armoury locked themselves in while the darkness executed humanity with extreme prejudice outside their doors. On that note, that about does it for this first episode. This podcast's episodes won't be as long as the ADP ones. I mean for them to be bite-sized and easy to listen to. If you're enjoying what you're hearing, come on, let me know. The Twitter and Xbox accounts will be linked in the description if you wish to contact me at all. Once again, I have to throw a huge thank you to my boy Newt for editing this for me. There were quite a few stumbles along the way in recording. Speaking of, I know the audio spikes a few times, and I apologize for that. I'm working on getting a pop guard for my microphone so that the listening experience will be as smooth as possible for you guys. Thank you so much for tuning in, oh listener mine, and I hope you have a wonderful day.